Uh, hot in the city, I'd say. On this Tuesday, it is June 21st, 2022. Good afternoon and welcome to those of you listening in in Hamilton on 900 CHML, in London on 980 CFPL, in Toronto on 640 Toronto, and of course streaming online wherever you may be near a, a computer or a device of your choice. And yeah, we're going to begin with the weather because today is the first day of summer and talk about coming in like a lion. My goodness, usually we describe the month of March that way, of course, but uh, the summer heat, it has made an appearance, uh, to be sure. Heat warning in effect for uh, most of our uh, listening area, roughly around 26 degrees, but with the humidity and the humidex, it feels more like uh, 32, so we're looking at, uh, what, uh, upwards of uh, 7, 8 degrees higher than the actual uh, temperature right now. Obviously, a cooler uh, by the lake. Uh, we're broadcasting, of course, from the Chorus Key uh, Studios headquarters uh, in uh, Toronto on the uh, waterfront. I just uh, went outside and uh, got myself a, a refreshing beverage, so I'd be ready for the show this afternoon. And here's the key, by the way. First of all, just having that lovely lake breeze. So good. That is very refreshing. But uh, also, I managed to get a, a hot beverage, a hot coffee here. And I know what you're thinking to yourself, cold beverage on a uh, hot day. But uh, no, apparently they say that uh, drinking hot beverages, that is actually uh, going to help regulate your body temperature. So I'm going to put that to the test. Yay science, right? Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like we did a segment, Dave, there where we should have the star coming across yeah, the screen. Yeah, the more you know. The more you know <laughs> right there. So anyways, be wary of the heat. Uh, keep it in mind uh, throughout the uh, afternoon because, as I mentioned there are heat warnings in effect. And with the uh, summer temperatures and the end of the month, end of June uh, nearing, thoughts, of course, are turning to uh, summer camps. They're getting set, getting underway. And joining us now with uh, more on the summer camp season is Rachel Kent, Vice President, Ontario Camps Association, on the line and joins us now. Rachel, good afternoon. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being on. Good afternoon. Thanks so much for having me. It's the perfect day to talk about camp with the weather we're having. Right. I was going to say to you, are you thinking a lot about uh, camp today? I mean, uh, how hyped is everybody for the start of a uh, camp season? Oh, absolutely. Everyone is so excited. At a lot of our camps, day camps, overnight camps, outdoor centers, their staff up there, they're working hard. Staff training is underway. Everyone's so excited. And I know campers across the province of all ages are just excited to be together and get outdoors again. Yeah. Is there an official start to the camping season? You know, I think around this time is when staff training usually starts, and then usually around the 1st of July, we start to see a lot of camps kick off, but it's always flexible. We have some camps that only run one week out of the summer, some specialty camps, and other camps that run, you know, nine or ten weeks. So there's no official start, but this is certainly when we start to see things kick off. And can you give us an idea, Rachel, as to uh, enrollment uh, this summer, and are we feeling kind of after the last uh, two summers and with the pandemic, like so many other things, is the summer camp season or Ontario camps, are they back uh, bigger and better than ever? Absolutely. We're seeing enrollment um, higher than we've seen it before. Lots of camps are sold out. We, there's been so much more research and information come out about how important it is for young people to get together outdoors and the impacts of that on mental health. Um, and after the last two years, we know that our young people need that. So they're just so excited to get out there. And it's certainly reflected in registration numbers. Mm -hmm. Are they some of the biggest uh, enrollment registration numbers uh, we've seen to date? I think they're certainly, you know, higher than I think we expected. And it's uh, really exciting to see because everyone is just so eager to get back out there. Yeah, it might be like travel, right? Pent up demand. A lot of people were uh, just really waiting for uh, summer camps to get back and uh, back uh, full on. 
Uh, having said that, talk to us a little more, if you could, Rachel, because I think that is so important about the importance of summer camps and uh, what it does for kids. Yeah, you know, after two years, especially of being on screens, being isolated from their friends, that ability to be together, whether it's at a day camp or an overnight camp, whether you're learning about engineering or practicing your canoeing skills, there's just so much for youth mental health. Um, there's not the stress necessarily of school when you're at camp. You're learning new skills, building confidence, working on those social skills that maybe have been lacking a bit throughout the pandemic. Um, it's a chance to be role modeled by staff who are often just a couple years older than our eldest campers. Um, those relationships are so important. And so I think especially after the pandemic, the importance of camp has never been greater. Right. And I mean, it is different. I mean, it's important to get outside, but uh, there's getting out in your own backyard or within your neighborhood, and then there's going to camp. And as you just so uh, beautifully detailed uh, there for us, uh, Rachel, uh, you know, all of the opportunities and the uh, learning opportunities, the growth opportunities that uh, summer camps uh, present, it's just, uh, it's endless, really. Oh, absolutely. You know, I just talked actually yesterday to a mother of a camper who was going to an outdoor ed center uh, and she was so excited. She was picking him up from the bus that night and she said, I'm just so happy that he gets to be with his friends and have this experience that he hasn't been able to have for two years. And she was almost, you know, tearing up as she talked about it. She was so excited that her child was able to have that experience. And we're just looking forward to more of that over the summer um, Mm. because parents and caregivers know how important it is. Absolutely. Now, with this increased uh, enrollment, obviously, there's going to be some increased uh, pressure on uh, summer camps. And we have seen some headlines in the last a day or two that some operators are facing uh, staff shortages, uh, backlogs. Uh, what can you tell us about that, Rachel? Yeah, absolutely. You know, staffing at camps has always been a little bit of a challenge, and it's continued to be a challenge as we're seeing reflected in a number of industries. We know that camp folks are flexible and they're creative. Um, They're great problem solvers, Uh, but the lack of staff has been, it's been hard. Uh, The Ontario Camps Association has a very active job board uh, on our website, ontariocamps.ca, that we're encouraging all of our members to continue to post on. We're trying to direct as much traffic there as we can to help get staff hired. We're also working really hard with our camps to communicate the importance of working at camp because some of our young people, you know, they did counselor and training programs or leadership programs and they've wandered away from camp. Other opportunities have come up. And so we're trying to impress upon them just how great working at camp is and all the skills that you can learn and why you might want those jobs. Yeah. And why are we seeing that lack of staffing, those staffing shortages? Is it because of like other things we've seen, and I'm thinking particularly, and I'm sure others are, of the airport and what we've seen going on there in the last uh, month and a half? Is it the fact that uh, it's the unemployment rate? It's as low as uh, ever. There's so much uh, choice when it comes to to jobs out there for those that are seeking or or looking for jobs, even summer employment. Is that what is kind of at the root of this uh, staffing problem? You know, I think that's certainly part of it. Folks have young people have like they have like you said they have lots of options um, and if they haven't been at camp for a little while they might have gotten involved in something else and it seems like it might be harder to go back um, as well we're working with a lot of our camps to ensure that they can have staff with the right certifications because that's been a challenge there have been two years of courses maybe not running as often for lifeguards for example can be challenging to come by so the Ontario camps uh, preferred vendors have been working really hard to offer these courses. And this is also a time for folks who've never worked at camp to step in to fill some of these roles as well. So really, we're working hard to reach more communities to get more folks at camp that may not have been there before. Yeah, and I think he hinted at this a moment ago, the benefits of, uh, I mean, we talked about earlier the benefits for kids of going to camp. But talk to us a bit more, if you could, Rachel, about the benefits of working at a summer camp. Absolutely. There's so many benefits 
to working at camp. And I think what's really neat about it is that we sometimes have this like traditional idea of what working at camp is, you know, at a lake, sailing and canoeing. And that's wonderful. But working at camp also involves things like coaching robotics or photography or doing animation. So there's something at camp for everyone. Um, and there's so many great skills to be learned there, problem solving, communication, leadership, administration skills. Um, and those are really easily transferable to resumes. And we do a lot of work as well with our camps to coach their staff on how to turn those camp skills into great resume builders. Um, because we know that that's what young people are looking for. They're looking at what can get them ahead later on. And we strongly believe that working at camp is one of those things that can help you down the road with future jobs. Okay, for those that are listening right now and are thinking of applying, or even if parents are listening and they're thinking about their kids who might be at that age where they could work at a camp and are looking for summer employment for them, uh, what's the best uh, route? Should they contact individual camps? Is there a website they can go to, Rachel? You should visit OntarioCamps.ca and check out our job board. Um, all OCA accredited camps have the ability to post jobs on there. There's tons on there. It's just on there the other day. So head to OntarioCamps.ca to learn more about jobs that are available or if you're looking for a last minute spot for your camper. Well, that was my very last question for you because I'm sure there's parents listening to us right now saying, oh, right, it's already the end of June and this nice weather, as we mentioned uh, off the top, I think uh, makes people start thinking about uh, camps and the summer camps. And you mentioned the uh, enrollment uh, levels uh, this season, the summer. Uh, there is still spots available if somebody wants to get their child into a summer camp? There are still spots available. I do recommend that uh, parents and care- caregivers head to OntarioCamps.ca as soon as they can to check out uh, what camps still have openings uh, because they are filling up, but we want as many kids to get out there as we can. You bet. Uh, Rachel, really appreciate your time with us on this uh, first day of summer. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, and have a great camp season. Thanks so much. You too. Take care. All right. Rachel Kent is the vice president of the Ontario Camps Association. And we're back after a quick break here in the Jeff MacArthur Show. Stay with us. Hi, it's Shauna. And I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan. And I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the ring.